0: i got tea by this wine <laughs> hello you are listening to great culture the podcast where we talk about wine pop culture and feminism i'm kim i'm sam and we hope you enjoy the show week's episode we're going to be talking about what it's like to be a woman in 2022 and if you're listening to this and you are a woman in 2022 you will know some of these points very very well if you're listening in the future maybe you don't but before we talk about that we have some wines to talk about and we've gone for a slightly different approach this week in our choices Kim would you like to explain to our lovely listeners what we're doing with our booze?
1: I would love to yes so we have chosen we've each chosen a wine this week and the reason for that is because this topic was born of Sam and I in the pub being like, isn't life fucking hard? Yeah. We kind of envisaged this episode as being a little bit loosey-goosey and a little bit more like just a catch-up over the last couple of years since we started the podcast and particularly since the beginning of the pandemic and how our lives as women has changed mm-hmm. and, and the wider world. And so we kind of didn't feel like there was going to be any particular wine that was going to pair with that. So what we instead wanted to do was choose wine to our tastes that we've kind of wanted to try for a while and treat it a little bit like having a chinwag at home and so we've each chosen a wine sam characteristically has chosen a white i characteristically have chosen a red gasp i know both- and so we're gonna start by reading out white wine and then when she's done i will read out my red wine but we're going to start by each drinking a glass of sam's white wine and then i'll move on to the red wine and then we'll go from there we've just decided to confuse ourselves more than usual which is fine. and confuse yes. you because yeah. <laughs> i felt like the most authentic representation of what it's like to be a woman in 2022 in wine constant confusion yeah, yeah. agreed mm-hmm. um, so sam over to you read us your white wine
0: So, yeah, I went for a white, as Kim said. I based this purely on the label, because I do love to judge a book by its cover. But also because it was a wine that I have, to my knowledge, never had before. So I was like, ooh, this looks pretty and different. So this is the Passerina Terra d'Italian. Boy, I don't know if I said that right. It just sounded like it might. Have. The, so, confidence. The, liked yeah, the confidence. I like the confidence. Just, just, just style it out, mate. So this is an Italian white, and then tasting notes say folklore has it that Passerina is the favourite grape of the Italian sparrow, the Passero. a traditional variety with a long history of cultivation. It has recently found favour again with winemakers like Marco. Iyashime. he makes this delicate example from this region that i can't pronounce sing with fresh zestiness enjoy this exclusive m white wine chilled within one year of purchase we always add that bit even though it's completely no n- yeah. irrelevant but yeah doesn't say if this is from sue don't think it's from sue sadly but it is suitable for vegans it's delicate unoaked white with taste of pear apricot and just floral just general floral. floral and it goes with seafood risotto and pasta so it's a white wine <laughs> so it's a it's
1: a white wine. It's, a, it's, a it's an Italian white wine, wine that yeah. goes with Italian food.
0: Yeah, sounds pretty. Ah, uh, right. sounds
1: great. Sounds yeah. great. I agree with you though. the The bottle is beautiful. It
0: is. It's um, like this kind of like dark stone fruit <laughs> botanical. Yeah, I mean, it nice. is
1: giving me could be a Twilight book cover vibes. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. No, it, this is giving me a book about a woman in the sixteenth century discovering her sexuality. Yeah. And also she might be mother. a witch. And she might be a witch,
1: yeah. But also Twilight. and then she has a baby uh, out of wedlock. Uh, so if that's your vibe. Yeah, I mean I that is actually fun. my vibes. So. <laughs> Hopefully
0: the wine lives up to it.
1: So I will pour the first glasses.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. It, yeah. 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 Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I like that. That's nice. That's quite fresh it does remind me of the one we had the other day um, mm. on the other episode that we did most recently
1: yes um, the really nice the Greek one the really one. nice Greek one yeah yes it's a little bit sweeter it is slash yes. sweatier
0: <laughs> any any pineapples Are you getting any pineapples I'm
1: not getting any pineapples I'm definitely getting pear though I was thinking of getting apricots. I'm getting pear right at the back of my throat <laughs> <laughs> getting tea by this wine <laughs> I did not I expect you to say that. that. <laughs> mm. I'm getting notes of sweaty ball No, it's it's quite pleasant. I have to say, I wasn't holding out high hopes. White wine very often when it's supposedly very dry makes me think like vinegar. Yeah, and this is not that. So, no. so far so good. It's
0: very pale. It's nice like summer
1: wine. Yeah, it feels a little bit like squash. I'm not going to lie like it feels very yeah. drinkable especially cuz it's so hot it today but no this is this is good for this weather and we will also be trying
0: Kim's red which we'll get to later in the episode
1: yes we will we will drink these glasses and then when I crack it open mm-hmm. I'll give you a snifter and then sounds we'll turn off. so a slightly untraditional way of organizing our episode yeah i mean characteristically unorganized for
0: this episode though i think so the topic we have chosen for today, the rather nebulous topic, is what it's like to be a woman in 2022. But the reason we're discussing this is because we started this podcast four years ago. A lot has happened in four years and a lot has happened to everybody in society. But we wanted to look at how the events of the last few years have change the way we go through life as women mm. and obviously there is a lot to cover so this will be a bit of a as you mentioned at the beginning loosey-goosey episode <laughs> and we may jump around a bit but you know grab some what's my wine, pasina pasarina that's the one and get into it so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
1: it's very unlikely that we will cover everything so this is kind of an opportunity for us to touch on a couple of things that maybe we haven't talked mm. about before or react to like the, the present day rather than just pop culture even though i think we will be talking a little bit about pop culture and stuff that we maybe haven't always acknowledged and it's also a chance for us to talk about things that maybe aren't a full episode's worth or if they are it would be a really fucking bleak episode
0: <laughs> yeah yeah because a lot of bad crap has happened but also there's been some good stuff in there as
1: well there have been some highlights this is not going to be an entire sad fest no
0: that's our goal We have wine, so we won't be sad anyway. No, sure. Obviously, we will be talking about some of the major events that have happened in the last four or five years or so, and some of them have been really, really difficult and quite traumatic for a lot of people. So if you are feeling particularly vulnerable around a certain topic that you feel is likely to come up, because we will be touching on a lot of different things, we would just caveat this episode by saying, we're going to talk about some difficult stuff, and... Now, maybe your chance to step away and listen to one of our lighter episodes if mm-hmm. that's what you're feeling at the moment, so looking back on when we started this podcast in twenty eighteen, the before times, which we thought were the after times, but they were the before times now. How do you feel your the way that you go through life as a woman has changed? Do you feel like there are aspects that are easier? Do you feel like there there are aspects that are harder? Do you feel like it's not really changed at all? Do you just feel like it's the same shit just in slightly different packaging please discuss
1: it's a good question Mm -hmm. i don't have a cohesive answer shocker shocker i think it's a bit of both (laughs) Mm. i think in many ways i feel for me personally Mm. i go through life a little bit easier Mm -hmm. in this in my position as a woman because i have aged and i have a little bit of confidence that i maybe didn't have and to be perfectly frank when we first discussed this podcast and when we started this podcast i was very fresh into quite a big life change mm. and now I'm, I'm more established and things are better in that regard so for me personally i have a certain amount of confidence and a certain amount of privilege that has given me freedom and made my life easier Mm -hmm. but at the same time for me personally it's been a it's been a rough couple of years and i've been open before about mental health struggles and everything i think the pandemic has really done a number on a lot of people Mm -hmm. and some of the other things that have happened have i found very triggering which i think we're gonna get into later super Mm -hmm. fun but also just because i am in a somewhat protected bubble as i kind of always have been in my life to an extent Mm. my awareness of the world certainly since we started this podcast obviously i had it before but like certainly since we started this podcast and then in the last couple of years has made consciously thinking about what it's like to be a woman every day and noticing things and reading more widely and noticing and experiencing secondhand other people's emotions and difficulties Mm. harder so i guess we're at a net level (laughs) like in 2018 i think we were a couple of years into trump and there was a lot of threat in that And
0: we had Brexit looming.
1: We had Brexit looming, and while there wasn't as much threat to women specifically in that, there was threat in general Mm -hmm. to livelihood. And I think we were in a a seemingly endless high for a lot of right wing politics. Mm. And while we are still in a world of a lot of right wing politics, Trump is gone. For now, The, the Tories are. (laughs) Self-destructing in the most beautiful and delicious way, and we can only pray that that continues. Yeah, but they are still running the country. But yes, yeah, for now, for now, see how that works. And 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 there there have been there have been significant movements that have kind of reinforced that we were down but not out, Mm. which I think is galvanizing. And I think if anything, twenty twenty two has been a galvanizing year for women in politics like women's movements for for better or worse but like no one's rested on their laurels and and we're still fighting and we talked about it a little bit with the moxie thing like there's always there's always layers to to fight on but i guess at 2018 it almost felt like we'd lost a bit
0: Hmm.
1: in 2018 it felt like we'd we'd been beaten a little bit like i don't think anyone ever truly gave up hope. obviously we started the podcast so we clearly hadn't but i think <laughs> we had 2016 where trump got into power and it really did feel like quite a lot had squashed us and that there wasn't a lot of things to fight about we just kind of had to wait it out mm. and what i've noticed in the last few years is that people are over that Mindset. There is no waiting about now. It is a consistent and constant waves of someone's always doing something, and even media and everything has caught up with that in a way that I I also didn't necessarily feel was happening in twenty eighteen. We started this podcast. It wasn't too long. It was around Me Too. Mm -hmm. You know that was very fresh, and that was almost the beginning of that. But at the same time, like we was busy still reeling from that and backlash from that and now i still there is some hope basically is my point so that was my very garbled state to be like net mm, net ne- neutral
0: <laughs>
1: yeah but it's it kind of sucks but sometimes i feel more empowered in the sense that i feel like i can do more even though i'm mm. not necessarily i feel like i could do when i am capable of doing so as soon as i personally have capacity which i don't always feel i could do but then i feel more galvanized to have that capacity very well put was it
0: i thought so <laughs> <laughs> how about you <laughs> how about you buddy yeah it's been a roller coaster for years and i think will probably be a roller coaster to continue for some time yeah it's it's been it's been while And two of those years were spent basically in our houses, not being able to do anything. So, and it's, like you, I've definitely felt the, I felt the effects of the ageing. I felt very different as a an early 30-something to a late 20-something, for sure. And I am definitely less willing to put up with shit. Mm-hmm. I've had some struggles professionally, which have been to do with my gender, which has been... A real kind of eye opener for me because I've not. I mean, I've had things in the past, but that yeah. That's I mean, we talked we
1: talked about it, didn't we? And it yeah. and that and that's that's been since then mm. quite an unusual experience for us. Mm. So, yeah, exactly. and I think what feels
0: weird is that we, there are so many celebrations of femininity and different aspects of being a woman or being mm. a femme person, and even from twenty eighteen, the, the conversation around the inclusion of trans women in conversations about being women has advanced quite a lot. It hasn't advanced all the way, don't get me wrong, it's still very, very, very underdeveloped as a conversation and as a movement, but that has come a long way. Mm-hmm. And the consideration of women beyond your race, beyond your sexuality... Intersectionality. Yeah, this intersectionality has has come a long way as well, and it does make mean I feel like I am much more... Not to say in any way perfect, but I consider that an experience as a white woman is a very different experience to a woman of color,
1: which not to say, I
0: I don't think I just thought, I I just don't think I thought about it in the same lens Mm -hmm. as I do now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I, I feel the same. Like it's not that I was terrible before and it's not that I'm perfect now, but I certainly feel like that understanding has grown deliberately because I've sought that understanding from a myriad of voices Mm -hmm and and educated myself because of that and then not relied on someone to tell me when something is problematic
0: yeah i have
1: acknowledged those in my own spaces without making my voice the center of that conversation aside from when we're obviously talking on this podcast yeah where, where my voice is always the center of conversation
0: Disagree. (laughs) because <laughs> you know monologue yeah but you have to have your monologue everyone's got there. to have a monologue everyone's got to have a monologue i have to sing something stupid at one point yeah alex has to give scenarios we all and
1: off off mic tell us all the things that she likes in our houses yeah just
0: walks into our house and says i like that which is great so we've sort of brushed over or we've alluded to some of the things that happened in that time obviously you mentioned <laughs> the orange menace that was trump we talked a bit about brexit there are various things that have happened in various sort of sorts spheres of our lives that I think have had impact on us and on women in general. I'd like to talk a bit more about those and how mm-hmm. you feel they've changed or if they've changed public opinion and direction and everything. Because obviously, it, it, how do you measure some of these things? But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think it would be interesting. But before we get on to talking about the various events that have led us to this point as women in 2022... Kim, we've got another wine, and we're going to do this
1: now before we drink all the white and then forget. Exactly. I'm moving on to red mm-hmm. to let you enjoy your white wine. Thank you. um, so, I also bought an MS wine because obviously, because we are who we are, who we are. And this is the Lomas del Marquez Rioja a uh, tempranillo off of 2020 and i deliberately chose a 2020 wine yeah,
0: because 2020 <laughs> because, was the year because
1: <laughs> 2020 was a doozy yeah. this is a red wine from mns mm-hmm. a fresh fruity and smooth red wine with flavors of small red fruits and an appealing spiciness this easy to drink young and fresh red is made from tempranillo grapes grown in the famed rioja region Renowned for producing Spain's finest wines. This Moorish example pairs well with Mediterranean fare and flavourful vegetable dishes. Which is really vague. These are really vague. Suitable for vegans, medium-bodied. Style is fruity and smooth, taste is red berries and spice, and food goes well with roast lamb, which they didn't say earlier. Would you? I would. Right. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Fruity. Oh no. Oh.
1: It's not that it's a Bad taste, because it's not. Tell that to your face. I'm trying to put my finger on specifically what it tastes like. I haven't got there yet. It's some kind of confection, a specific lollipop or a specific chewy sweet, like or a <laughs> Yeah, but like not a chupa chupa. It's not as sweet as that. To be honest, it tastes like red to me. I'm gonna mull that over. Fair <laughs>
0: enough. I've had two mouthfuls and I already get mouth coat, and
1: I'm not not feeling that. To be honest, it's pretty mouth coaty. Like maybe like a cough sweet or something. Oh, like a soother. Oh maybe. That is it's vaguely medicinal. Medicinal.
0: Mmm, that's not what you want in your red. So let's talk a bit about how different events in different kind of areas of our lives and of society have the way that we've grown, and developed as as women. One that I would like to talk about first is the world of social media, because I think it's a really you, there was an eye roll there <laughs> no no
1: no I was just like
0: yes that is the right place to start yeah. but I think social media is a good place for us to start because it's obviously it's been around since when was Facebook 2005 I think Facebook appeared but it has developed since then the death of Vine RIP and then now we have a lot more TikTok in our lives mm. and Instagram reels have become a huge thing whereas Instagram before was just here's a picture of my macaroni cheese don't
1: malign Instagram as it was.
0: Oh, I'm not. I'm just saying it's May- no one uses Facebook anymore unless you're a 45 year old who needs to connect or a, a local, local business
1: that doesn't want to pay for a domain name
0: or that. Yeah. So things have changed quite a lot. How w- can you think of any things that have happened specifically to do with the world of social media that
1: had an impact on you, good or bad? Yes. Yes. Any things? Mm-hmm. A good thing that I think has happened is that I feel like a lot of people have found a way to be less curated, mm-hmm. including ce- and specifically celebrities in a-, a lot of ways. I think that t- the rise of TikTok has created a new strata of creatives that I think have launched, comedic careers or have found ways to express or found ways to reach new people which i think is really admirable and lovely and i certainly benefit from those because there are a lot of uh, a lot of creatives on tiktok and and therefore instagram reels because we all know that instagram reels is basically just tiktoks two weeks later i think we we have bonded over them i find comfort in i find enjoyment in and have have offered a lot to off the top of my head I'm thinking of people like Elise Myers who does quite a lot oh she's great yeah she's so great and like the guy that does all things butter (laughs) which I just like (laughs) live for basically Hayley Morris and her yeah Yeah, and Tips with Barb who does like home cleaning tips and just like all these lovely things where it's like they're reaching more people and I have never been a person that follows people on YouTube and Mm -hmm. shit and a lot of these people were probably YouTubers before but it's just never really been my cup of tea so it's really nice to like find these these people and have these moments with them in a comforting way i on on the darker side of this that reach and that algorithm and certainly it's worse on instagram but i i as i'm led to understand it's it's equally as bad on tiktok has exposed me to a lot of things that have been really triggering because mm and I think we'll, I'm sure we'll t- touch on this in a bit, but with every that looks like a nice salad or I quite like that 90s style dress, that dress, yeah. I get a here's how you can have an eating disorder basically. And that's quite a difficult thing to deal with. And I think that for anyone in recovery, this must have been, extremely difficult. Like I already lived through nothing tastes as good as Skinny Feels. I don't need to live through it again. Mm. So I I guess I think like the reach and the algorithm of social media and the anyone can post what they want and specifically with TikTok, like that's been so grown and it's been so far reaching for anyone, even just a layman. It's been so accessible for so many people that it kind of is the extension of anyone can say anything mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily know who you're reaching. And I think a lot of shit, it's it's a little bit of an echo of Tumblr and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But I, I was on Tumblr, but I was on Tumblr at a different stage in my world. So I, but that for me, and I think for a lot of people is either doing that for the first time mm-hmm. Or doing that for the second, third, fourth, fifth time, depending on Mm. on where you are in your social media journey. And I think that that is anyone can say anything. And a lot of things that anyone can say are fucking damaging because people will say all sorts of stupid shit. Like, just like, don't eat almonds because... They are the worst fat contact for any nun. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realise that my nice snack that I enjoy Mm -hmm. is going to kill me. (laughs) It's not specifically just related to weight. There is a lot of other medical and personality and relationship stuff that is shit. And also with that, there's a real increase of, oh, my wife is so naggy and oh Oh, my husband my husband doesn't do anything with the kids and I'm like I've somehow found myself on this how have
0: you found yourself
1: in that? I I don't know (laughs) I just you read one fucking book about the 50s and there you are but yeah like I, I think that it's just that it is a real depository for a real depository a real depository for everyone's opinions and that's the thing is that like unless you are careful in your creation, which most people aren't, you get fed things, and if you are susceptible, you get fed things that are really be. putting us back.
0: Yeah, and it's something that some of our other friends have said as well, is that they get fed things that they find problematic, so it's not just a case of a single echo chamber being, mm-hmm. know, it's, it it's it, other people have this as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's my slightly garbled response, which is very focused on my personal opinion, but I think ranging widely to what i've heard from other people what about you how have you felt that social media in the last four or so years has changed and affected you as a woman in 2022 i think there are several
0: ways i mean social media changes so quickly because it has to that's the nature of it right it's a very not ephemeral but kind of it's a very fleeting thing and approaches you you just see from things like the, the trending sounds that are on reels and stuff like it changes weekly bi weekly and it's mad. So yes, it has changed a lot. So one of the things that I've noticed is that when I was first well not first, but you know, a few years ago on Instagram and all the other visual social media platforms, I'm thinking more of that than Twitter because Twitter is a very different sort of kettle of fish. Sorry, different bonfire steaming bag of so very different. But the the, the one of the big movements is around body positivity and that That is still continuing. There's a lot lots of conversations around the inclusivity of body positivity and how it was co-opted from black women in, in its first instance, really. But the what I've seen that shift to a bit more recently is body acceptance mm. and self-acceptance. And for me, I find that a really interesting one because the pressure to love yourself, mm-hmm. especially if you've spent I don't know, 15 years absolutely loathing yourself, is really really hard and to have people on social media being like oh my god look i jiggle but i'm having such a good tag is kind of it's great for them but then it's like why can't you do it why oh. can't you do that so i find the that, that sort of move on social media quite a positive one mm. and it's nice to see that i also think that one of the downsides of social media is that you do end up in this echo chamber of, because of the algorithm, particularly with Instagram, you end up with the things that you want to see and you engage with, which makes you think that everyone else must think that way because Mm -hmm. that's what you're seeing. And it kind of takes away some of your perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. And not that you necessarily want to see all this absurd right-wing nonsense, if you're asked. But to see it is to understand it mm-hmm. and to see it is to understand a different point of view. And I think it kind of serves to make that gulf between perspectives because you just think that what you're, because you're perpetuating the same stuff,
1: Yeah, you become more convinced that it's right. Yeah. It's very easy to ignore the other point of view, especially if you're like, well, I go to social media for my happy place. Yeah. And everyone is telling, and it gives me faith in, well, you ignore the news because it's negative and Mm. and that sort of stuff. And also, on the flip side, you've got social media outlets shoveling propaganda at you. Mm -hmm. Like, we say no one goes on Facebook anymore, but that's simply not true. And the fact is that the largest proportion of the voting population do go on Facebook and are and have been. And this is both in the US and in the UK, and I'm sure elsewhere in the world where Facebook is not banned, as it... Probably yeah. it be, and obviously Instagram is owned by Meta, which is the, the, the parent, company, the of parent company of Facebook. Yeah. That they are being given propaganda and, in many cases, false news. Like mm. propaganda is not always fake; it's just marketed fakely. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Propaganda is a, is a take. It's yes, not
1: a but fact. there's also outright lies. Yeah. Being spread through this, both positive and like both liberal and right wing. <laughs> yes. Like, to be clear, there's a lot of fucking hippie liberal shit that's also bullshit. Yes. Yes. It is pervasive across all social media, and I think it's pervasive across the fact that most of the media that we consume is on our phones, and we are so, as a society, susceptible to notification. And when you read a headline, when you read a new piece of information, you you absorb and make a decision on the believability of that information on that based on that first interaction. So it takes—I can't remember the exact details—but like it takes a, a very short amount of time before you have made your decision, whether to agree or disagree or formed your opinion on an entire... Seconds, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's like seven. It's yeah. formed your entire opinion on yeah. a topic based on what you have read. And in a world where you get notifications whilst you're fucking making a cup of tea or sat with your granddaughter on your knee, you get a notification on your phone being like... Oh, I don't know. I don't even want to say all the horrible things that mm. people get notifications for, but... let." aliens are making all our children blue and you're like fucking aliens they are they are really making all our children blue like it's just that's what they're doing yeah like and you'll never and even if aliens are like no we're really not we actually want to cure blueness from your children like you'll never believe it because yeah. the first thing that you read was aliens are making the blue chocolate. children are
0: coming from us because we've tried to kill them. That's why yeah, we yeah. see them coming away in yeah. the early. And then the other thing about social media that I think has been a positive just off, is that it has, it helped me discover that I was a neurodivergent woman. Mm. The conversation around ADHD, a lot of it has taken place on social media because people were not getting that support from medical professionals
1: and traditional environments
0: and traditional environments. And to the point where I was sending all of you guys things, being like, <laughs> everyone does this. And you were just like, no, no, they don't. But yeah, so that that was just something that I was like, oh, this is a positive because it is a place where you can find things that do genuinely help you. Mm-hmm.
1: But also there's a
0: lot of detrimental shit mm-hmm. So social media, good and bad. I feel like this might be a theme for... it's
1: gonna be a theme for the episode i definitely agree with you and i that is one of the beauties of social media the true social side of it i believe it's important to emphasize the good as well as the negative and maybe try and end some of our discussions on some of the good stuff
0: yeah so on that note of social media and echo chambers we are going to have a break we fill our glasses have a wee and then we'll be back after the break to talk more about the formative aspects of the last few years that have made us into the women we are in 2022. <music> Guess what we're back for the break and we're here to talk some more about being a woman in 2022 but before we continue we should probably check in and find out how the wine is going so i am continuing to drink the ballerina whatever it's called, passerina. <laughs> Passerina, uh, italian white kim is continuing with the rioca she lomas del marquez rioca exactly lomas del marquez i don't know what i had shoulders going on in that one and it just felt right but yes so we've we've reverted to each of the wines that we brought kim how was your red
1: my red is fine
0: great okay
1: <laughs> ring endorsement <laughs> it's fine middle of the road seven pound red your average not caught house wine in a relatively decent pub.
0: Great. Sounds. Decent. Fine. decent. It's fine. Good. It's fine. How is your white? <laughs> yes, it's less enjoyable the warmer it's got. I should have put it in the fridge, but going back and forth to the fridge between sips is a pain. Do <laughs> you yeah, have an ice bucket? No, I do. I just don't have any ice. So. <laughs> oh. Here we are with slightly warm Tempted white wine. But it's still nice. I'm
1: preferring it to the red so far that's fair i enjoyed the white it was quite drinkable but i agree it got sweaty fast yeah fast sweats. how did you find the red yes i was not a huge
0: fan i thought it was fine again i'm going to keep using the same word as you fine everything's just Um, fine it's just kind of it's not terrible but it's not great it's not great but it's okay speaking of events that have made us go, ah, everything's fucked. But, oh, we're here. Can we talk a bit about the world of entertainment over the last few years? You're right, you are broken. Can we talk about the world of entertainment? Can we? Can we talk about it? I mean, that's a broad topic. That covers everything fun, which... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just off the top of my head, if I'm thinking about le- leisure, entertainment, activities that obviously come with an element of celebrity that have had issues there have been issues in the world of film and TV there have been issues in the world of music there have been issues in the world of gaming there have been issues in the world of writing thanks JK all of them have had
1: a degree of fucking over certain groups of women or just people or people people in general but interestingly specifically specifically, women but like actually just people entertainment is interesting I have I have some highlights Some highlights ne- some <laughs> negative highlights of the world of entertainment so low lights if you yeah no particular order jk rowling and her fuckery Taffy. the absolute horrific treatment of amber heard yes yeah and the baffling big literature moments of american dirt which was an own voices not own voices mm-hmm. And Where the core dad Sings. But yeah, so like, it's not it's not great. Like, women are not doing great things and that women are not having great things done to them in entertainment.
0: Oh, what a tidy summation of, um, <laughs> of the world. What about you? What are your lowlights? My lowlights? Um, yeah, the Amber Heard Trial, which is ridiculous. I should not refer to it as the Amber Heard Trial, because although technically she was the defendant in the light case, she was also... So, yeah, that was a particular low light from this year. I think some of the... There have been various copyright battles. Mm-hmm. Taylor. And various other, various other artists in the world of music. Also, let's not forget R. Kelly. Let's not forget him. Oh, God. Much as we would all like to. So, that's a recent thing from this year. In the world of... They've been continuing Me Too-esque stories it's
1: hard to nail down specifics
0: with entertainment because it is so broad
1: yes i would like to point out that you mentioned taylor swift mommy but i did i did i just think over the last four years the thing that i have noticed above all is that women are very much leading every genre of entertainment some of the highest paid actors on television and film are women but they've had to argue and fight Mm -hmm. and shout about it Mm -hmm. some of the most successful books that have been made have been by women Mm -hmm. but there is controversy linked to a lot of those and where there isn't controversy linked there has been but do they really deserve it or is it just fairy porn? some of the highest paid and highest grossing films and television shows have centered around or been directed by women in which they are still not receiving opportunities they are still being maligned and there and there has been a lot of tragedy around women in film and and television and then the highest paid and like biggest grossing songs and, and musical artists in many cases have been women and yet these these women have been snubbed and they've been cheated and they've been tied into contracts that hurt them or they've been there's there's all this sort of stuff or they've been still belittled because they are women making art and therefore they can't possibly be as serious as men making art yeah and it's so shit and frustrating and obviously i'm a diehard swifty yeah but at the same time like it's not just about Taylor Swift, and obviously, I mean okay. everything. I'm you
0: to write that down. It's not just about Taylor Swift.
1: No, <laughs> it's not only about Taylor Swift. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it's not only about Taylor Swift, but she's obviously a, a, a very significant uh, yes. person. And the thing that I think is is significant about Taylor Swift in this narrative uh, is that if Taylor Swift and also I'd like to point out Beyonce are being treated in this way, they are, their music is being leaked, they are being cheated of their royalties, they are being maligned, they are mm. being told that they need to lose weight, they are being told that they are not mainstream pop and are not deserving of Grammy or awards or etc. Then what the fuck hope does anyone else have? Mm. Ever in any other world? Because these are people with so much money and so much power that they could literally just like fuck off to a private island they and never speak to us again.
0: are as near untouchable as is possible
1: to And be. then they are... St- still somehow consider less than the genius of Yeezy fuck off and I think women are always being held to the standard of men in the industry in which they work and they need to be bigger and greater and everything and it's that classic thing of we're not asking to be treated better we're asking to be treated the same when ask, asking to be rated better we're asking to be rated the same and outside of music you know i think that this is still i, th- I think it's still true across a lot of things women doing well and earning a lot of money are still a nov- novelty and still have to ask for it
0: they've become a beacon for both good and bad Yeah, And one example of that as well, actually, that is a very recent one, particularly with Beyonce, is the retraction of a certain lyric that has been used by her and was used by Lizzo as well. Mm -hmm. Lizzo had to issue an apology, a disability slur, for want of a better word, that was used in some of their most recent music. And that obviously should be apologised and retracted because we should know better. It's 2022. You should know better than to use the word that was used. Mm -hmm. But I... I have never seen a man being pulled up musically for using that or a similar word. Mm -hmm. Uh, Case in point, obviously this was many years ago, Black Eyed Peas, the original title of Let's Get It Started, was something that i always
1: hear say on the podcast but yeah and i know i agree with you it's interesting that the people that were called up on it were women not two men and two not just two female artists two black, two female, black female artists artists, artists yeah and they they rightly should have been called up on upon yes, it 100%. Um, and there's that you know i haven't i've have no i'm not missing words about that but i also think that there are plenty of other artists that have used that word that word and equally derogatory words and i think as well like we're
0: not quite good luck for using the word bitches are
1: we no well taylor swift is so before we get too angry about talking (laughs) about celebrities women in the public eye, i think we should move on to a different topic in which we can also get angry i i want to talk about and this is this is dicey women medicine Mm. human rights Mm -hmm. roe versus wade and i think this ties into celebrity because one of the good things that's come out of celebrity in the in the last few years is the as we mentioned earlier the ability to be less curated the ability to be more outspoken and yes. honest and stand up for people and stand up for themselves and stand up for their politics and i have seen that nowhere more than in people speaking out against the the overturning of Roe v. Wade but the overturning of Roe v. Wade even though we ourselves are in the uk Mm. this is a prime example of this is something that affects all women and we as feminists who try to think intersectionally and feminists all across the world have felt this it's a blow blow yeah
0: yeah it's
1: and we haven't really had an opportunity to acknowledge this on the podcast
0: no no and it's where do you even start really
1: yeah, I don't know if we're going to have articulate words beyond sadness and rage.
0: I think, I, I you know, I, it's really hard because, obviously, it's, it's harder for women in the US because this does not directly affect us at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But recently, in the British Isles, over in Ireland, there was the repeal of Section... not repeal, or there was a Section 8 vote which gave women the right to safe medical abortion... Which happened three years ago, mm, to say very recently, very very recently, and so to go from that, which was a big moment for a lot of women in you know in this part of, of the world, to then three years later being like like in in the US is is very alarming because it shows you sort of how quickly how you think these things are progressing for you as a woman, and then suddenly
1: no, mm. white men have decided that you can't so. Mm you can't anymore and this is very much in the western world obviously but and and that's the world from which we're speaking we obviously we we try to consider other viewpoints but this specifically is a is a thing that happened in the western world that that has great ramifications because it sets back progress in the western world it also has the knock-on effect of any progress that was being made elsewhere. Yeah. America, for better or worse, is a, is a country that a lot of people it look leads, to. Yeah, it these um, a lot of
0: things.
1: I think, you know, in the UK, there was a lot of concern that when Roe versus Wade was overturned, that the Tory government would seek to follow suit. Mm-hmm. There is also the concern that calling into jeopardy the ruling on Roe versus Wade calls into jeopardy other similar rulings from the Supreme Court over the last 20 years including but not limited to gay marriage mm-hmm. which again yeah. I think has huge ramifications and even contraception both of which all of which conti- you know will, will continue to be a jeopardy in a conservative run UK government bearing in mind that the United States, for all the controversy and posturing that we hear in, in mainstream media, is ostensibly a religion neutral government and society. Church and state.
0: <laughs> nice. The UK
1: is not. No, no. The UK the has
0: queen. No such such.
1: The UK has a queen who is the head of the Church of England.
0: <clears throat>
1: and Parliament is answerable to. And Parliament is answerable to. And can basically speaking her name in the name of god incorrectly i would like to add but that does mean that there is a there is a room for abuse more abuse of power in the name of god than arguably is available in the u.s yes which is horrifying
0: also, one of the other differences is that the U.S. Yes, there has been this has been passed by the Supreme Court, but different states are able to enforce their own laws. Mm-hmm. So just because this has been passed doesn't mean that it's necessarily that rights to abortion practices will be revoked. Like California, famously, is is, is keeping it, mm. keeping the 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 right to choose. The human Texas, right much to less choose. so. So it's different across the state. Whereas in the UK yes you have differences between england wales scotland northern ireland ireland but broadly broadly but you're very a lot of those governments are led by decisions made in mm-hmm. westminster and
1: it's not there's not as much diversity as basically one rule for one country is what mm-hmm. you get yeah so it is troubling it is really troubling and I wish that we were in a position to do more. Mm. But the thing is that everyone in the world is in a position to do something partially because of social media. And among other things, which is that we are in a position to yeah. shout, educate, and protest. We as society are not taking it lying down. Yeah, it fucking sucks.
0: And I, I read, you know, I was
1: engaging with some of this, these
0: opinions about Rogue Raid, again these are opinions and someone made the point that this is as well as being anti anti-feminist as in it doesn't put the interests of the women at its heart it's also racially motivated mm-hmm. and this is something that I hadn't considered until I read this because the mortality rate for black mothers is so much higher than it is for white mothers and again i'm talking black and white here not necessarily across all women of color but this is just what i read and someone was very like how can you say this it's all women but it's, it's it's the complexity of no because you can't just announce that women have to carry to term all pregnancies and not consider the disparity of healthcare across different races and different women so it's it's a really really good point and something that i had not considered until recently i was like Fuck it all. To be honest, if I if I speak completely honestly about the whole Roe v Wade abortion right thing, it feels to me like a means to oppress people from a certain background and a certain upbringing
1: by burdening them with children. Yeah, children. As a general rule are not a burden, we don't believe that. No. But the best way to keep people down is to constrict their means yes. and keep them dependent and that is what forcing constrict people... Their, health,
0: constrict their finances.
1: Yeah, that is what forcing people to have children does.
0: But, you know, right to, like, pro-life. pro-life. Oh, just though. fucking... It's pro-life.
1: Whose life? <sighs> Whose life are you saving? For all that it's deeply, deeply shit, which it is, There is a tiny glimmer of hope in the pessimism of the UK will follow everything the US does. Mm. Which that I have noticed, but I don't know the details thereof. Of increased support for miscarriage, menopause and periods in UK legislation, UK best practice and European legislation and best practice best practice I believe that in the UK there have been petitions that have been ratified with regards to leave for child loss Mm. and miscarriage which I don't know the details thereof but
0: it's insane that it's taken that long it's
1: insane that it's taken that long and you know I hope that you work in somewhere that that didn't need a fucking law to to treat you like a human when that happened these are all things that I look at in my day job and mean a lot to me, but also I get a lot of emails about <laughs> the things that people want from their their workplace policies, their employer their their things and these emails don't come if these things aren't likely or being worked on, and there are a lot of leading companies globally that are offering these things. And I you know, I know Sam that you've you've experienced some employers this year that have offered yes, above, dinner, you know, dinner, above yeah. and above and beyond maternity, paternity and, and general parental leave the importance of looking at parental leave beyond physically giving birth to a child and all that sort of stuff is is something that is increasing and certainly increasing in the UK and mm. EU sphere, which is good basically hmm. like it does not outweigh the fuckery that makes me want to cry that is Roe versus Wade and the millions of people that are being forced to bring to term children that are either unviable, unwanted yeah. or un- unsustainable essentially but at the same time it does make me feel slightly like we're not going to follow in those footsteps. Which leads us slightly on, I think, to some changes around workplace mm. and stuff that have happened in the last couple of years. <laughs> Sam, yeah. over to you. Pros and cons. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the workplace
0: mentality, is, this is less... I feel like this is less tied to gender more just tied to the conditions in which people found themselves during and after the pandemic so for a lot of people who work in an office environment or in a job where they can do their job remotely and still effectively the the change has been the change sound like i'm talking about the menopause which i'm not (laughs) quite yet but no the change has been very different and i found it really interesting as someone who started a new job during the pandemic had I think it was eight months of remote onboarding, everything online, everything, you know, meeting my colleagues only over video, and then meeting them in person for the first time, they were all men, which I knew anyway, that wasn't a surprise, I wasn't just like, gasp, <laughs> dicks. But it was very hard for me. But only in regards to work, because I got none of that immediate feedback. Mm. And you, you know when you're in, having a conversation with someone and you get a feel from how they're Talking you don't get that when you're in a group call or whatever. So Mm. I found that the pandemic was really challenging career-wise for me, but What I found when I came out of that, I am much less willing to put up with men's shit It's hard enough. You are on video calls many times throughout the day. You can't give the space in your brain to thinking about what other people think about you and i found that really kind of freeing mm-hmm. i know where i want to be in my career I find that being alone with just you working in a room you get to know what you need mm-hmm. a lot faster than if you're in an office with a room full of people and being what being a remote worker during the pandemic you have to address you and your needs and that's quite hard actually but then when you do it you're like right well now i I have a much clearer idea of what i need from a workplace i have a much
1: clearer idea of what makes me happy Mm -hmm. how
0: do you feel about that
1: yeah i think as an extension of that so working from home allows you a greater reflection on a work-life balance which gives you a greater clarity into your true goals Mm -hmm. your consistency and therefore your your worth to the company and greater opportunities to have a discussion in private that benefits you yes and I think that that is one of the things that is particularly true for women Mm. because it, it take away all that emotional labor additional emotional labor that you were doing on top of your job or that people were putting on top of you because of your gender because you are in a place that you can be more removed and you are also in a place that gives you confidence, hopefully in many cases your home gives you confidence and a sense of safety, It has allowed people to not only recognise their worth but also build their confidence to forward plan and, and think of future career paths. I think that that is one of the, the things that was a instigator with the Great Resignation. Is people that are reflecting on their value mm. with their confidence and also reaching the end of their tether then acting on that and that is a that is a really positive thing i think there is a lot of negative stuff as well because i think that i think the meetings have increased
0: yeah
1: far and, too many video calls and then i and therefore i think the disproportionate prejudice against women in meetings is more prevalent yes but broadly I think that the last couple of years have served as an equaliser for people because the f- playing field has opened up and people have more confidence because people are able to reevaluate their wants, their needs, and their value for their employer. But that's my feelings about workplace stuff is that I still think for women it's a net positive. So you spoke there about levelling the playing field. On which note, I would like us to
0: finish on something that is really positive that has happened to the female community. Love this. Not happened to, has been performed by women. Yes. And that is the, particularly for women in the UK, and that is the Euro, Women's Euro 2022 final which England won! Yeah, bitch! <laughs> First it's major competition home. win it's since home. 1966. Coming, 1966. coming home. 56 years. No. Yes. 56? Yes, 56 years. Maths oh. does it. I don't uh, know. It's 56 years without a major championship title and the Lionesses, the female British team, did it. How did that make you feel? Mashed
1: it. Really quite emotional. Yeah. 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 There was a really good line that that one of them said during the sort of post-match interviews and everything that I am going to absolutely garble now. But it was basically how this was not just a moment for women and sportswomen, but a women for everywhere, because this was the beginning of a thing. This was an indication that women can do the things that they in fields that men have previously excluded them from. She put it much more articulately than I did. I, yeah, like I didn't. I don't care about sports, to Hmm. be perfectly honest with you. But I do care about achievements in the sense that I care about women and I care about people doing the things they love and are passionate about and doing them well. It was incredible. Yeah. Um. What about you?
0: Yeah, I thought it was... Uh, I wasn't expecting to watch it, to be honest. I was just kind of like, oh, you know, that's that's happening. And then I watched it, and this is what happens every time I watch football where England are in a position where they could do really well. I did get really into it. But I think what's worth noting is, obviously, this is the women's Euro- Euros. It's It is a competition in which, no matter who won, a women's team would have won. Mm-hmm. But what we find so exciting is that or that I found, found so exciting about it, is that women's football is very underfunded, underappreciated in the UK. There are countries around the world where it's not the case. The US has a very robust women's soccer league. The uh, Germany p- mm-hmm. pours a lot of money into it, and obviously Germany with, with the other team in the, in the final. And so to allow people in the... Women, women, girls, particularly young girls in the UK, the opportunity to see this being celebrated on the same level as the men's match, and not just in some rinky-dink stadium in, I don't know, Hull. Nothing against Hull. But (laughs) this was at Wembley. This was a big fucking deal. And they won. Mm -hmm. And for... You know, I don't... I'm not necessarily saying... Every young girl should go out and want to be a footballer because the whole point is you do what you want to do, but the representation matters.
1: But every young girl can go out and want to be a footballer. And
0: now there's the likelihood of there being greater funding behind programmes for under-16s, under-13s, under-10s. You know, that is going to open up a lot of doors those young teams, and I feel like that's really, really exciting. And it was kind of emotional, like
1: it was so emotional, watching women yeah.
0: do what the men have failed to do for fifty-two years. Yeah, was really, really nice. Yeah, it was really nice. So yeah, seeing that celebration was something that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And as as an English person, as a woman, I felt very, very pleased.
1: Yes, go
0: lionesses! Go lionesses! Well done. so we've talked about some of the things that have happened in the last four years that have influenced the way that we live our lives and we feel as women in 2022 there are many many other things we could have talked about and probably have and haven't made it to the cut but thank you for coming with us on the ride however before we wrap up tonight we have some wine that we have to rate. so kim could you tell us about your i'm not even gonna try and say it because my eyes are bad um, (laughs) The how was the riaca
1: you absolutely called it this is a mouth coaty wine like Mm. i feel my teeth feel fuzzy and it's perfectly fine but i'm not excited to drink it it's just it's house wine okay yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just a bit average. not, yeah, it's a bit average and it's too hot for it. I just kind of feel like this wine doesn't really hold its own right. as you drink it. So with that in mind, I think I'm going to give it 2.5. It's not great. Like, it's it's just fine, but it's not like fine enough that I'd really buy it again. What about you? How's your
0: fancy white ballerina? My, God, I can't remember every time. Passerina is the, is the name. What, how often, have you ever had a Passerina? Can you think of a time? No. No, there you go. So not not a grape that sticks in your head, this one, or not a blend. It, I enjoyed it. It was inoffensive, I think, is the way I would pitch it. If you were having a barbecue or a dinner party in the summer and you wanted a crowd-pleasing white... I think that will be a really good choice because it's it's labelled as dry, but I don't think it was that dry. I'm going to go with a three. I'm bordering on a 3.5, but I
1: think a three is fair. Yeah, I think a three is fair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we need to rate being a woman in 2022. No, because it's a solid C minus. No, thank you. Where can I return? Where can Um, I return
0: the womb? But I
1: do think, you know, what we've highlighted in our conversation today is that there are goods and bads. There is progress and there is steps backward. But the fact that there is progress is the thing that we really want to end on. So thank you for listening to this
0: week's episode. Don't forget, if you want to listen to more Grape Culture, you can check us out where all good podcasts are found. You can also find us on social media if you want to check out the wines or more about us or anything else. We are on Instagram at Grape Culture Podcast. We are on Twitter at Grape Culture Pod. We also have a website where you have show notes that give you links to the wines that we've tried tonight. Not that I think any of you will be queuing up to try these, but just in case you want to try any from our other episodes, that website is grapeculturepodcast.co.uk in the meantime again check out our other episodes we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new one for you and thank you for listening
1: bye bye